Welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Welcome to another episode of Living with the Disability No Big Deal podcast. Um, I'm here today with um, Greg, Greg Mon, um, Jennifer Miller. I'm going to let you talk, um, introduce our guest, Jennifer, and uh, it's, a, it's a part two of the Special Olympics. Uh, right, we're going to talk about how they raise their today, right? All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Yes, yeah, so it's Jennifer here. I'm very excited to be back. And we are really happy to have Victor Mesa III from Special Olympics North Dakota back on here. More about the how and focusing on fundraising and financials. So welcome, Victor. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you back. Uh, first episode was mind-blowing for interest, for awareness, for learning, for the scope of things. It's just a lot bigger than, than what I had thought. So definitely uh, learned some things uh, myself on that. Brad, or did you know all that stuff, Brad? I suppose you knew all that. No. I mean, you're a smart guy. Let's just get to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't know. Hardly any of it. So I, I was impressed. So, so just was, in a, a little recap, um, in actually in episode seven of this season. So, Greg, and if you if you haven't listened to that, Greg and Brad, they talked did it. They talked about the Paralympics, um, which the Paralympics is competition for people with physical disabilities. Uh, different from Special Olympics, which is um, provides year-round activities and competitions for people with intellectual disabilities. Um, so when we wrapped up the previous episode, uh, Nancy had talked about how the operating budget for Special Olympics North Dakota is around $1.3 million. They have all of five paid staff, uh, the rest volunteers, and they sounds like they don't receive any federal funding. So where does. Sorry, you guys uh, froze up there on me. I don't know. Says you my might have to re-ask on... the question. Yeah. Yeah, I do uh, apologize. Well, that, that's it's, it okay. froze up on my end. Too. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have some trimming to do on this one. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, what was the last thing you heard? The... Uh, something about no federal funding. So how do you. Okay. So when we wrapped up the previous episode, um, Nancy had said that the, the overall operating budget for Special Olympics North Dakota is around $1.3 million. Uh, the organization does not receive any federal funding. Um, there's only five paid staff and a whole bunch of volunteers. So we're just kind of wanted to today talk about how do you get funding? How does, what does that look like? What's a uh, um, talk about the fun, the fun and fundraising. It's definitely, it's definitely fun because it's a lot of events. So, I mean, we like to, 
And, and the big part of it is we're out in the community showing what we do and, and how we do it. Um, uh, the big thing I want to remind people um, that are listening is we don't charge um, a penny to our athletes, our coaches that participate. So um, if, you know, busing, hotel rooms, um, airfare, anything like that, we don't charge, don't charge them a penny. So, um, so that's what, that's what my job is all about to make sure that keeps happening and making sure this program is continuing on for years to come. Um, we are a 501c3, so um, we are a charitable organization. Um, we do have um, um, some gaming sites in Fargo, and we, and other than that, other than general general donations, um, we do fundraising events, and um, and that is put into just our our general fundraisers and our law enforcement torch run events. So um, um, there there are a lot of ways that um, our community comes together to help help us fundraise, and uh, you know we can kind of break those down or however you however you guys see fit, but. I mean, we so, just work hard. Okay, cool. So you said, mm-hmm. so we are, I mean, we're in North Dakota, but we have listeners from all over, you know, the state and actually globally. So when you say, say gaming sites, what, what is that? What, what is, let, let's start with that. So here in North Dakota, all of our, um, all of our like bar gambling, like as like blackjack and stuff like that. And mo- some states don't have this, but um, we have like blackjacks, blackjack, uh, pig wheel, and, um, um, and now I'm losing <laughs> the word, uh, pull tabs. Uh, like pull tabs. Um, all, uh, in, in, in our bars and all that money or all those places that run those are charitable gaming. And so you have to be a charity to run those. So we do have mm-hmm. uh, one site in Fargo that, uh, um, in Fargo, North Dakota that, um, um, helps us uh you know so get bring in some funding for us okay so that's cool and so that's just something that might be interesting to our kind of our out-of-state listeners that is i'm not sure how many states have this but yeah kind of something that's unique in north dakota is it's charitable gaming where you might go to a bar and see gambling where it's uh uh yeah like a paddle wheel or blackjack and is that's not a casino because here, you know, the casinos can be maybe on like, uh, you know, reservation, but all of the money then goes towards the charity, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Is that, uh, Victor, is that a pretty decent percentage of the fundraising? Is that one of the major tenants of the plan or that gaming? Um, no, um, I wouldn't say it's a, a major part of it, but it, it helps. Um, we, we only have one site um, in the state at the moment. Um, so we are currently working on more, but, um, but for, you know, some, some of the charities in town, it really, it really helps. So, but that's something on, on the fundraising side that we are, are looking into continuing to grow. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Is it hard? Is it, I have a break. Is it hard to, uh, how do you go about um, asking the bar to be a, your partner in a sense? 
Um, uh, a, a little bit for, for that's kind of run by some different people. So I don't have like the first, uh, knowledge on that, but I mean, it's, it's a business. I mean, you know, as new business come in, we, and we go in and ask them if we, if they would have us in, cause we do rent the space, um, oh. rent the space to be in there. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what percentage that brings in as far as your um, budget? I I do I do not off the top of my head. Okay. I'm uh, I'm more of the in person fundraising guy. So. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so, hands on. In person fundraising. So again, I uh, <laughs> I always like to. I love how it starts with the word fun. F U N. You know, a fun way to raise some funds. Um, so some of the main ones that I'm aware of, and we can talk about them in any order, but there's something called a polar plunge, dancing with special stars, uh, tip a cop and like maybe some car washes. Yeah. So, so, so what kind of how, um, I guess I rank it in my own, own way is we have, uh, general fundraising, um, events specific to North Dakota. Um, and then we have our um, law enforcement torch run fundraising. Um, and that I think is kind of the more significant one because that is, um, has a lot of history behind it. And uh, um, uh, if you guys don't mind, I'll probably go into that a little bit more because it's, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah let's start with that. Um, the law enforcement torch run um, started in 1981. And it was started by a um, uh, uh, chief, Chief Lamanian in Wichita, Kansas. And he was looking for a way to partner with Special Olympics and, and um, bring it out, bring it out into the limelight. And, and what he did was he organized a run with six, six other, other officers and, and did it just to raise money and awareness for Special Olympics. Well, um, from there, he took it to the International Police Association, and he was telling about telling uh, other chiefs about um, doing this run for Special Olympics, and it just blew up. It it was it was um, it was spread all all around the world. Um, wow! And uh, so now um, the law enforcement torch run is. Um, is in every state, every country, um, ar- you know, around the world that we have Special Olympics, and uh, and from the run, it just expanded. I mean, it people are, lo- you know, our our officers are looking. We're looking for more things to do for Special Olympics, so that expanded from the run, and and it opened up into the polar plunges, and our truck convoys, our tip of cops. Um, uh, they have plane poles, they have cops on top where they, um, kind of do, uh, um, one of those, uh, you, you can't get get off the roof until you raise so much money and oh, things like that. And usually it's wow. on top of a That's cool. And, That's cool. So, um, and then they do, uh, they do, uh, um, uh, over the edge, um, some, some places do an, an over an edge where, um, you can you raise so much money and we can repel off a building so i mean there's 
there's so many different things under under this law enforcement torch run than other other than just the run um and it's all led by by police officers or by law enforcement so and and that can be any law enforcement from highway patrols to um, border patrol to customs and border protection to fbi so um there's a lot of agencies that participate in our torch run and in in our other events that uh, you don't normally think of and uh, um, it's just a a fun fun um, event especially working with our law enforcement they have a great passion for our um, our athletes and what we do and just the amount of law enforcement come out to participate in our program is just outstanding Um, and 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 I and I keep thinking about this locally because I'm thinking about it as North Dakota in my head, but in the world, I mean, it's, I mean, officers are just in it throughout the world and it's just, it's just awesome. And, um, and uh, to kind of go through kind of some of the stuff that we go through here. Um, so the, the run um, for North Dakota, we are actually scheduling our run here for the end of June and um <clears throat> And uh, we have runs that are going all over, all over the state and uh, um, which leads into our final leg that also runs the torch um, that, uh, you know, you see during the Olympics, how they bring in a torch to start the, uh, to kick off the Olympics. We, we do the same thing here with our law enforcement and um, our law enforcement with some athletes run into our um, run into run into our games and they light a they light a cauldron and and uh it's it's actually cool to see when it actually happens um and uh and you guys can feel free to stop me i'm i am i can ramble on about this all day partnership though i mean special olympics and like law enforcement all over the world what what an awesome partnership to have there Mm -hmm. um we have the polar plunges that that are um great it's the great part about a polar plungers it's a, it's a community event it's not just for athletes it's not just for businesses it's for everybody and as uh jennifer can can attest it gets chilly up here in north dakota yeah so and- right so what is so yeah it can be cold um you know in january 20 below but what what is the polar plunge so the the polar plunge is is it's different for everybody and and no matter where for where they're at but um for us here in north dakota we we uh, fill up water water um we fill up dumpsters um with water and it's usually in january february march in that time frame so the water can be uh pretty cold um, yeah but we have um our plungers who um jump and raise money um peer-to-peer and they have to raise uh, a minimum amount to take this plunge and they jump into cold water um it's in some places you got to be absolutely crazy to do it um some places they run into the ocean they jump in the ocean um lakes uh you know um i mean any type of body of water they're it's done it's been done (laughs) it's been done everywhere so um, but the, that's, I mean, I think that's the unique, unique thing about polar plunges is it's, um, it's a community-based event. It's a team building event. 
Um, it's a good thing for businesses to get in together and uh, just the, um, and uh, um, for, for uh, us in North Dakota, um, our youngest plunger has been um, four years old to, oh to take gosh. the plunge. So, I mean, wow. it's definitely for, it's an everybody thing and everybody can do it. Wow. So polar plunge, was this something that was started by Special Olympics? That's, uh, I don't know. Even? I can't uh, tell on that, but, um, but we do, um, um, I would think so. We do own the, um, do own the trademark of polar plunge. Okay. And, and our bears. So, um, so when you oh. hear polar plunge, it's, it's, it's wow. for special Olympics. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've seen, I see polar plunge and then there's like a neighboring city in Detroit lakes. They had, they, they changed the name. They call it polar fest plunge. So it's like uh. the same concept, but they do it for a different charity. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, but I, when I, I've seen polar plungers and I see people, okay, running into the ocean while well, we have no body of water like that here, you can't jump into the red river. So <laughs> It's sometimes it's a big dumpster. Sometimes it might be a body of water. How, how is it different from one city to the next in North Dakota? In, in, in North Dakota, um, we have a lot of uh, distance between our cities um, and we don't have very many lakes around certain cities. So we got to, we had to get creative. So in, in most of our cities, um, we use a um, 20 yard dumpster <laughs> and it's cleaned out. So it end lines. So nobody has to worry about jumping in, uh, in dirty water, but uh, um, our, our, uh, and then our fire departments uh, have uh, graciously, they graciously donate their time to fill it for us. And sometimes we add snow to it to make it colder. We add ice to it to make it colder. Um, to kind of really make it a polar plunge, we we don't skimp out on the cold. Um, and then um, the one uh, unique one is um, Bismarck, North Dakota. We have um, man-made marinas off of um, the Missouri River, and we jump into um, we jump into the marinas. So, and that one's wow. that one's fun too. And oh, people pay to jump in the water, right? It's not like they don't get paid to get pushed in. They People actually raise money and pay for the privilege mm -hmm. to jump into the cold, chilly water to support the great cause. They, they volunteer to do it. So um, there's, a, so few, there's crazy people out there. And I've done it a couple times myself. And I still think I'm crazy for doing it. It's, well, it's chilly. <laughs> Somehow I was one of the crazy people this year where I said, all right, let's do it. And I was going to say, I heard a rumor, yeah, that Jennifer was going to do the plunge or think well, about the plunge. And it was like in March. And so one weekend it was, I had a 40, 45 degrees and sunny. And then the next weekend of the plunge, it was like 20 degrees and water was maybe like not heated it was like 40 degrees maybe so yeah, that's hypothermic but there were some nice fires by the dumpster pool to stand by and then they oh, yeah. you know they took care of us and fed us and it was it was and i i, I followed followed the SWAT team so the red river valley SWAT team they started out they let it off jumped in the cold water in their like SWAT uniform and 
So I guess I couldn't complain since I was just wearing like the running clothes. So, wow. So there's all kinds of people that participate in that. So that is Polar Plunge. Check it out. There's lots of opportunities for listeners to be involved in Polar Plunge, whether it be in North Dakota or pretty much in any state. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then uh, our, uh, we have truck convoys uh, where we um, highlight our, um, our trucking industry. And uh, it's kind of, it's like a celebration for our, our trucking industry. And uh, it's kind of similar, um, our, our, um, our company, our company sponsor and, and get some volunteers to drive. And it's a, just another fundraiser. And then we, uh, we feed, uh, we feed our, the truck drivers that participate. And, and uh, that is also run by um, our law enforcement. They, they lead it with the lights and things going wow. around and, and um so um you know we got our hands kind of little little into every industry which is nice and and it's just amazing to see um how many people come out and support um our program and our athletes so it's so on this truck convoy are they is it like owner operator drivers semi-drivers that pay to like be a part of it it's, it's, um, it's, it's every, everyone. Um, um, so our, like when the comp- companies, uh, do their sponsorships, they get, they get some, uh, uh, entries into the, into the, uh, convoy, um, owner operators, um, farmers, um, uh, it's, it's just kind of all, all walks of life that, that come into this. Uh, you have to have a, tr- a truck that's a, over 10,000 pounds, um, there's kind of a minimum, so it's just not cars in there, things like that. But I mean, we did, we have, we'd have tow trucks, we've had cement trucks, we've had fire trucks, we've had um, all kinds of, of different vehicles that I didn't even know were out there were as part of it. So sure. it's, it's, yep. it's always fun to see what comes every year. Mm-hmm. And, and then our, our, another one of our um, fundraisers is our Tipicops. And, and those are, um, are, have been pretty fun. Um, so here in North Dakota, um, we partner with, uh, Applebee's, um, and some, some places do it with, uh, Texas Roadhouse and other, other restaurants, uh, um, around the country, but here we use Applebee's and, um, and, uh, and our our uh, our cops and our athletes work together, and they they make sure that uh, um, our the tables are taken care of, and they go around and talk about Special Olympics and their involvement. And they usually have an athlete around, and and our athletes talk about our program and their experiences. And and then at the end of the, at the end of their meal, um, if they provided a tip or uh, want to make a donation. Um, they can do that there and and it, and that's just an, another way that that we get out in the community and it gets our athletes in the, right in the spotlight and and people just sometimes they don't even know we're around and and that's unfortunate so that's why we're trying to get out as much as we can and highlight highlight our partnership with law enforcement so. great very fun and what what a great hands-on opportunity for the the athletes 
to just help help raise money, help raise funds for the organization that they, you know, is a big part of their life. Mm -hmm. Very, very much so. Um, and then, and then um, kind of like we talked about, we have our, our general fundraising um, with, uh, we have Dancing for Special Stars, golf tournaments. Um, we have a, a, our local, a local fundraiser called Special Night Out. Um, and then um, for North Dakota, Minnesota, we have Giving Hearts Day, um, which is a big fundraiser in February. Um, as kind of kind of extends from like a Giving Tuesday, but it's a, for for local charities, um, and uh, participate with that for donations. And then um, um, and then it kind of breaks down to our our areas across the state on. They do kind of individual fundraisers, uh, like you said, such as car washes and hot dog sales. And, and uh, um, they work with our sports teams to do like ticket nights, things like that. So there's there's a lot of different things around. Um, but what has become kind of our, our one of our more fun fundraisers is our Dancing for Special Stars events. And, so what is um, that? What, what's that all about? Yeah, and, um, it started back in 2010 here in Grand Forks, and I can say that I was actually a part of the first one. Um, and and basically, um, if you've seen Dancing for the Star or Dancing with the Stars on TV, it's a little bit of a spinoff of that. Where if we do something similar, where we use um, we use our our local um, our local celebrities like uh, doctors and um our mayor, our governor, um, things like um, people like that. And we pair them up with a dance instructor wow. and they take a few, uh, a few uh, weeks, um, about a month, month and a half to learn a routine. And, and uh, they raise funds for special Olympics um, as a team. And, um, and those who kind of um, collect the most money as their votes and with the votes um, from their dance, um, win so it's a it's kind of a, a local competition but it uh, gets it gets our our, our local um, celebrities or our local leadership involved in Special Olympics where's it where's an event like that held um, we have one in Grand Forks and one in Minot uh, uh, like at a hotel or um we we have it um, um, in auditoriums um, oh. we use the Minot State Auditorium um, and then I hear we have the um, Empire Arts Theater that we use. So, uh, do you have do you have any uh, do you have a grant writer on staff or anything like that? Uh, we we do not. Um, that is under my uh, purview. So that's kind of um, up to me to kind of write all those. So. When uh, when uh, um, Nancy Hansen said uh, we all wear many hats, uh, that is that is one of mine. So well, that, that's definitely got to take a lot of resources uh, in your wheelhouse to do those. I can imagine, huh? Um, it, it is it is a lot, um, but we do rely on our committees. Um, we have committees for every event that we we put on, and um, and. We rely a lot on that volunteers to help us for, for dancing with special stars, for instance, to help us find those like local celebrities, help us find sponsors for the event, help us, wow. um, you know, do in kinds, um, 
all that stuff is all volunteer run, all volunteer led. And I mean, without them, we, we wouldn't be able to get half the stuff we do done. So what you're saying is if somebody, let's say they don't want to volunteer athletically as a coach, they could certainly come and volunteer on one of many committees for fundraising projects. It sounds like, right? Uh, fundraising projects, um, our sporting um, projects, like our summer games, our bowling tournaments, our, our even local, um, even locally, uh, we have committees that that run all of our events. So wow. if, if, like I said, if they don't want to be a part of our, our uh, you know, physically want to be a part of it, I mean, we need people to make phone calls to businesses. We need people to um, help, uh, help line up um, events. So, I mean, there's so many ways to be involved with Special Olympics, and that's just a, a piece of it. And a lot of fun, yeah, fun fundraising stuff. I mean, you could do some dancing, wash some cars, jump in some cold water. <laughs> yeah, lots yeah. of, uh, and the committee approach is like key because you've got different pods. It's like putting people in different pods, you know, with their skill sets. And you've got, I'm sure people on these committees who are, I mean, you want to, you always want to have people working for you that, you know, no more than you about whatever they're doing. And uh, with those skill sets and all the talent that's available in the state, I'm sure it's uh takes a lot off the plate to say, Hey, you're running this and you're running that and stick handling gets put off of your plate, you know, and onto, onto the committee where you know that they're going to do the right thing, do the, do the good job. Yeah. And we, we, like I said, we couldn't do it without them. And we, we enjoy working with people from all over the state. You know, you make so many connections and it just helps, um, you know, and our, our, our biggest part that, we, you know, is our partnerships with, uh, um, with, uh, with businesses just around the state um, that come in and sponsor all, all of our events and sponsor um, our fundraising events, they sponsor our sporting events with, you know, without their sponsorships and their partnerships. Um, again, we wouldn't be doing what we, uh, we are doing today. So now you mentioned businesses. Um, are there, are there some kind of big or notable kind of corporate sponsors or organizations? That um, around, uh, uh, um, Nationally, um, we work with like the um, Knights of Columbus, Coca-Cola, Microsoft, um, and Spartan Nash uh, um, nationally. Um, North Dakota-wise, Dakota, uh, Dakota um, we are working on that. Um, right now, we don't have too many state sponsors. Um, again, that's, <laughs> that's under my wheelhouse, and um, that's what um, I'm hopefully starting to do um, here this summer is getting to different cities around the state and working with different companies to become our our state sponsors and and we do provide certain benefits with those sponsorships depending on their sponsor levels and and they get interact um such as like interaction time with our athletes and being uh, noted and in, in our our programs and things like that so um how long have you been with the organization victor I've been with the organization for almost two years now. Mm -hmm. 
so I came came in just at kind of the middle of uh, COVID and and uh, when uh, not wow. so much was uh, happening and and so now I'm I'm getting out there and and meeting with people so you know such as Jennifer and her club and and like that and just kind of spreading the word and and telling people where the need is and how how they can help. Interesting. Kind of a springboard, if you will, into a new kind of restart, you know, now that get people's mind and thinking focused back on the stuff that they used to think about, you know, that was put on the back burner and now needs to be have a fire lit back under it, right? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, there's, you know, and COVID again changed, changed a lot of um, everything. Our, our rentals went up, our, um, our facilities that uh, were able to, to donate their facilities um, are now having to charge because of extra cleaning and things like that. So, so the cost never goes away. It only goes up. So um, everything that we do is uh, um, every little bit helps and having, having those, uh, those $5 donations, those $10 donations, every little bit helps to help, help us uh, find practice locations and things like that. Yeah, it's a lot of little donations, really. I mean, that uh, ends up to be more important than people think. Well, I only have $8. Yeah, but if you start getting lots and lots and lots of fives and tens, and it adds up. I mean, mm-hmm. it really does. I mean, it Absolutely. can if, yeah, like if a roll on the snowball, you know. Go to, to have one less coffee a month, right? So take that <laughs> five times five times twelve. You got sixty, and then you have ten people who do that. You know, six hundred. Yeah. That's yeah, twenty it, people a long ways. Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does. What other questions, Jennifer? Do we have on our agenda here? Well, yeah. I mean, we had a really great kind of overview, and I'm just I'm really impressed with all of the different types of fundraising. Um, events and activities um, are the, are there. So we kind of have been focusing on North Dakota. Um, are, are you aware of any uh, cool fundraising things that might take place in other states that we don't do here? So like, I can't imagine, I mean, they probably don't do polar plunge in Florida. Maybe they do, but, <laughs> but are, are there? <laughs> um, I, I guess, uh, a lot of them are the same, um, you know, uh, are, um, and like I said, everything's starting to come up again since I've been around. So I haven't, uh, have seen a whole lot of other stuff that's coming up. Um, I know in some of my calls with some of, some of my, um, some of my peers, people want to learn more about like dancing for special stars. Cause I think that's such an awesome, sure. an awesome event. So, um, I think uh, from from me being here, we've been kind of the leader of uh, kind of thinking outside the box. But I mean, I can't I can't say that for everybody because I don't know exactly what everybody's doing. But I like to think we're on top. So since yeah, I since mean, we, what a what a broad brush of activities. My gosh, I mean, it's uh, from A to Z on your on your fundraising. It's been uh, there's some very creative uh, thinkers you know, as part of the organization to come up with all these different avenues to touch and to reach out to as being partners. So it's, they're doing something right. That's for sure. And I, it seems to me like the future is only bright, you know, because of where we're at now with COVID and just 
people getting out and just awareness of the program. I mean, I, it seems to me like the potential is, is pretty good for the next year or two anyway, for the short term. It's, it's, it's looking bright, um, you know, and the thing about Special Olympics is, is everybody has at least heard of it. You know, we, we have that, that strong branding and, so it's, it's nice where I don't, have, you know, it's nice that people have an idea of what Special Olympics and what it is and what we do. And, you know, and Jennifer and, and as you as well as our, um, as we talked about Special Olympics, it's, it's kind of amazing to see the look on people's faces by the time you get done um, speaking about Special Olympics of just what's all involved. And, um, yeah. you know, they're like, wow, it's just, there's that much involved in special olympics and and they don't real realize what we do and 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 that's why we need uh, funding from from businesses from individuals from um just just from everybody because we do this we we do it for our athletes and and when you know when we go to our games and and just at some of these events just looking at the smiles at their faces just makes everything worth it so, um, and one thing too, I like to bring up is, is when you're giving your money to special Olympics, it's something you can actually go see what your money is going for. You know, you can see what you're donating to. You can go and volunteer. You can go and, uh, <laughs> you can, you can go and participate and just go and watch, mm-hmm. but you know, and you see the faces on your athletes and it's just, it's, um, I know we talked about it before, but it's, it's how you, it makes you feel some, something inside just a little different that says, I helped, I helped do that. I helped participate. Those people participate. Is so, there anything or any thought about like sponsor an athlete type deal where somebody may sponsor an athlete and get involved that way? I don't know. Maybe might be a dumb idea, but no, I, mean, um, there, I know there's a lot of athletes and it's like, well, if we can raise, you know, 10 grand for, for Julie and, or whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, whether it's uh, one sponsor for that athlete or whether it's a business, maybe that sponsors an athlete or just an idea, you know? Um, we, um, yes, actually it's a great idea because we actually um, do do something like that. Um, okay. For, for um, every, every year we, we do have a, sponsor an athlete where um athletes send 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 out letters to family friends businesses things like that and okay and kind of have them uh sponsor them um like like this year for our usa games athletes we really focused our sponsor an athlete on our usa games because it it takes about um fifteen hundred dollars to send our athletes to to our national games so okay um so our, our athletes uh, that are participating in nationals all got together and did a sponsor an athlete and, and uh, they raised a good chunk of funding for us to get them there. Wow. So. Fantastic. And I, I love how you kind of mentioned, it's like, if, if this is something an organization where if a person donates, they can come see the money in action, action. They can either, even if it isn't, even if you can't make the commitment to be on a planning committee or coaching, you can attend a game, you can attend a a tournament and see the, you know, my money, the, the, 
five, 10, you know, a hundred or a thousand dollars helps going towards, you know, buying the uniforms or the medals or paying for the facility. And it brings joy to so many people. Mm -hmm. um, and again, and so Special Olympics um, and Special Olympics North Dakota, it is a 501c3 organization. So what that means, what's the benefit of that? It means, right, it, it can be tax deductible. So, I mean, I, nobody likes to pay taxes, right? You want your money to go to great things. So if you give money to Special Olympics, well, you can get, you get all the right paperwork so you can take it as a, a tax deduction. So, I mean, it's me, we just finished tax season in April, Right? Absolutely. Yes. I'm sure the end of the year, Victor, too, that last quarter or whatever, it's like, you know, a lot of people got five grand that, that they might owe in taxes on that income. So I'm sure, you know, trying to find hedges at the end of the year is a great time to uh, find people who have that extra cash that they don't want to give to the government. Right. I don't want to give it to right. Uncle Sab, so <laughs> I will give it. Probably a pretty uh, good a critical push there toward the end of the fiscal year. It's a, it's a big one. Yep. And we do that, you know, nationally, we hit it hard. So, um, and, you know, and as we've talked about, you know, fundraising and stuff, and it's, it's not all fundraising, you know, all strictly cash that we, we look for. Um, it's in-kind donations. It's, um, it's people like help want donating businesses, donating food, donating gift certificates, donating, baskets uh of of goods so it's not it's not all uh it's not all uh money that gets uh donated to us are are, are part of our sponsorships so it's it's um it's every it's kind of everything that we get um because we have to feed our athletes we have to um you know we get um silent auction gifts we get money from so many different ways and items from so many different businesses that um i just feel like i can't exclude them because it's they may not be able to afford a sponsorship but you know a 20 dollar gift card you know goes yeah. towards a silent auction gift and goes towards uh um our polar polar plunge prizes to you know, keep people participating. So, so it's those, even those smaller businesses that can only give here and there are, are, are very vital to what we do. It all adds up. And you've, I mean, like, like Nancy was saying, if someone wants to come in and give you $5, I mean, you value $5 just as much as $5,000. Every, everything counts, everything matters. And it all goes towards this phenomenal cause and purpose. Right. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, we have, we have people who donate to us in their wills or, um, you know, some of their, um, uh, retirements or things like that all, you know, so we get funding from all kinds of different ways, but, um, you know, we're, 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 we're fighting for every dollar is like what I like to say, cause it's, uh, you know, not being able to get that, um, state funding or the, um, national funding so <clears throat> we're fighting for every dollar we're raising every dollar we can and we're just making sure our athletes are happy so how, how do people reach you victor if somebody wants to donate um to special olympics north dakota how 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 can they do that um for people who uh want to donate they just have to give us a call at 701-746-0331 um, and they can e email um, 
our info at specialolympicsnd.org, or they can email me directly at development at specialolympicsnd.org. And, uh, and they can call us with a credit card, send a check to us. Um, we're easy to find on Google um, for a street address. Uh, um, we have Venmo, so all forms, no excuses, no excuses, no more excuses. Even if you don't have cash, you can pay. Can't do Venmo, that. I so. don't do that. Oh, I guess I can do that. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, there, there's so many ways that, um, people can give to us and, 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 uh, we, we just look forward to all the, all the help that people give us. Cool. Well, and again, if you're just, if you jumped in on this episode and you didn't listen to the first one, um, go back and listen to episode number eight to learn all about Special Olympics, who they are, what they do, and why you should give to them. So thank you so much for Victor for coming back and um, a lot of information. It's just awesome. Gives people an idea of what all is involved in trying to keep the organization not only afloat, but growing as well. You know, I mean, you have to stay ahead of the game, almost not equal, but ahead of the game. Ahead of the Otherwise, game. Otherwise, you're going backwards. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. You're a busy, busy camper. I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> lot, um, uh, my, lot of my wheels are table. always turning, and yep, and and those for listening out of state, uh, it's similar. You know, we have a similar thing. So. Um, if you're just looking to give to Special Olympics, just look up in your local state or or um, countries all over the world. Well, fantastic, Jen. Um, should we uh, should we wrap up the program? We'll sign her off and. Well, thanks, Victor, once again for for coming and uh, pass along the same to Nancy from Part One, which was fantastic. So. A lot of learning involved here. I know Brad had to take off a little early, but uh, he's going to have the benefit of listening to it prior to us posting it. So um, Jennifer typically will go ahead and notify you when it uh, will post. So that would be exciting. So any closing thoughts at all? No, I think, I think we covered everything. So I just, uh, again, I just appreciate you guys having us on here and, and we get to spread the message about Special Olympics. That's what it's all about. So I guess on behalf of Brad Gabrielson uh, and Jennifer Miller, this is Greg Mall, And thank you for listening to another episode of Living with a Disability. No big deal. And we'll see you guys next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living with a Disability. No big deal. Sponsored by Roller Ramp. This podcast features Brad Gabrielson, who encourages everyone with a disability to live life to the fullest. Rolleramp is a global company based in North Dakota, dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.